Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, we're going to have fun today. Um, we're talking about a topic that um, probably, <laughs> there probably people, you know, know somewhat about or realize at some level, but don't really want to acknowledge. Um, and that is something that has been named by my guest, Leo Battenhausen, as Social Side. And his new book is called Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. The question today is, is social media destroying America? And that's what we're going to be talking about. And my guest, who wrote this book, uh, has just come out, obviously thinks so. So, Leo, welcome to the show. All right, Dr. Carroll. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Now, um, Leo Battenhausen is a licensed clinical social worker. He's a, uh, also a licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor. He has 20 years of experience treating patients, directing mental health programs, and so on. And, um, and that's the first question I'm going to ask you. Where, you know, where did your inspiration for this book come from? Well, um, I have a private practice now, Dr. Carroll, which is uh, very busy. So um, over the years of my experience, I've, I've been noticing a very big shift in uh, parenting and parents that I see, as well as uh, kids and teenagers that I see. And also, you know, I'm a, I'm a big uh, news junkie, so I watch a lot of, you know, talk uh, talk. Uh, talk shows on television, and I listen to a lot of talk uh, things on the news, and I, I believe there's something going on in America today where this, the rise of, we hear the word narcissist, we hear the word psychopath, we hear the word sociopath used almost every day, and I've been noticing that shift in, in people that I've been working with and, and just around my community and people I know and people I hear about, and I know that narcissism has really risen, uh, come up in, in, in as an as a epidemic level, from what I understand. And then I found that, as you probably know, the uh, last year the uh, American Psychiatric Association struggled with removing the definition or the diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder from the uh, Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Emotional and Mental Disorders. Yes, but it's still in there for the time being. They did leave it in. They they increased the criteria, which I guess now you'd have to be a super narcissist to <laughs> meet it. But uh, they wanted to take it out, and I was under, very interested in this. When we're seeing such a rise in this stuff, why was that? And I can I think the answer is that it was becoming too common of a of a diagnosis <laughs> for people. But it's not now, a disorder anymore. It's just the way we are. <laughs> exactly. So this is kind of where. I made a connection. I said, well, wait a minute. If this is how we are, then we have a real problem here. This is what I consider the social side because we're like committing suicide uh, of our society these days if we have so many narcissistic people running around. 
and getting involved in relationships and, and all kinds of you know all the even worse things like the school shootings and the uh, you know the um, mass shootings and, and other kinds of um, uh, criminal criminal cases which I you know I watch on the news so frequently. So I guess that's where you know this came to me, and I said, "There's got to be an answer, and there's got to be some type of reason." So I wanted to find a common denominator that I could put my finger on, and um, you know, being a clinician, it's that we first look for a clinical reason for why people do what they do, you know, psychologically, and, and how our behaviors are formed. And there wasn't much to find except a common denominator of the increase in social media and technology over the years since approximately 1978 with video games and home, and home computers and cell phones. That's kind of when they, they were born. And, and now here we are in 2014 where we're all plugged into iPhones, iPads, iThis, iThats. And we're kind of losing our abilities to socialize and and be more in social situations, especially live the younger generation. Situ- in real live social situations. Yes, that's exactly. And especially our younger generation, anybody 35 or younger, I think, right now, because the rest of us can have a point of reference. We grew up in a different type of world, so we are very technology-involved, but we also remember how it was before all of this happened. And I don't think the society today, the young guys, the young kids, have, have, they don't have that point of reference. That's a concern. And all joking aside, I think we've, we're losing a lot of um, our kids to, uh, to this type of uh, how they're being raised with technology being a primary source of communication. Yes, I actually had a patient uh, come in last week um, and talk about how he was thinking of getting a an iPhone for his eight year old, his daughter who just turned eight, because that's what she wanted for her birthday. Oh, <laughs> eight <laughs> years old. Well, yes. yeah, as I've heard younger, you know, and there's something called the iPotty out now, doctor. Have you heard of that? <laughs> um, Honestly, <laughs> was that a, something a, to teach children? How to uh, tell, tell us what that is? Well, well, from what I understand, it's it's uh, it's a you know a potty training chair for for you know toilet training or our kids, and it's, it has like a clip on it where they can as they're sitting there doing their thing, they can play with it while they're while they're there. Yes, yes. Now, that's I, a frightening thought, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, what's going to be even more frightening is when there are robots leading the kid to the iPod. <laughs> the correct, and I think we're heading in that direction. I kind of do. So what are some of the things, um, for example, from your practice that got you, you know, that, that made you perk up your ears and, and made you think, start to think of this and research this as, a social phenomenon. I mean, we, you know, I, I think we've all kind of seen, I mean, that's because of the problem. We, we're all sort of realizing that this society is going more and more um, in the technical direction. I mean, from supermarkets that, you know, make you or encourage you to check out your own food <laughs> to, mm-hmm. um, to, to iPotties. Um, 
And and yet and yet we seem to be um, drawn in by this. It's like uh, an addiction, <laughs> and yeah. um, and even though we you know we give lip service to the idea that this is oh maybe this is destroying real life human relationships, we still go along with it. Well, we do, and what I've seen um, with especially like with with uh, my teenagers uh, quite a bit is the. the Problems with with interacting with other people and or getting a job. Sometimes their parents want them to get a job, and I'm finding myself in a role of therapist. Sometimes trying to teach these kids, they go, "How do you do that?" And then, and listening to them, their communication skills, not all of them, of course, but for a, a large part of them, are just very hard to decipher and kind of non-existent. It's almost like they don't know how or what to say, and I guess that plays over into, you know, searching for jobs and, and, and being um, communicative in, in the house. And they spend a lot of time alone um, on computers, I guess, and doing video games and things of this nature, and parents are having a hard time, you know, breaking that, but sometimes it's, it's the genie's been out of the bottle for so long, they... they they, when they want their son or daughter to get a job, they, they, it's, they don't know how. And I think that's what's, what's, uh, one, of the bigger, one of the bigger problems I've been seeing. And then there's the parents who wind up coming in for, for some type of uh, therapy to help them learn how to parent their child. And I guess it's been a lot of teaching these skills that are not being paid attention to. You know, as much as they used to be, I guess, uh, you know, before all of this. So we're being very distracted by social media and not just social media, but technology in general and keeping us from, you know, listening and and interacting in our communities and in in our school settings. Well, yes. Um, You know, that that is, of course... um, of course, a huge problem, and yes, and as you were mentioning, I mean, it is going down to younger and younger ages, and right. um, and of course, when you when I think as you were starting to say, whenever you want to look at what the what is the cause of a particular problem is, you look to um, how it began in their childhood, and so why don't we start with that, with you know, um, talking more about parents and and um, I mean, for example. Um, what I've been finding um, is how, and this, is, this has been going on now, it's not really super new, it's just getting worse, um, yeah. but parents are so, um, are feeling, you know, the, they may not be technically, uh, chronologically in the me generation, but they still are in the me, I mean, they want to be in it. <laughs> they want to stop time and, and go back and be, oh, well, wait a second, what about me? What, you know, I wasn't in the me generation, so I want to be, you know, when, when is it my time to be me? And um, so there are so many things that are distracting parents. I mean, yes, certainly we have to say, uh, unfortunately, particularly with the economy, uh, one of the biggest distractions is that two parents have to work these days to be able right. to make enough money, and, and you know, that is... Um, for those who wouldn't have chosen that, that is unfortunate. Or for those who wouldn't have chosen to work that many hours, it's unfortunate. Um, but then there are people who, even regardless of how many hours they're working, they take time to um, to 
you know, the me time, and yes, everybody needs me time, but a little, some parents are in, overindulging in me time and, um, and letting their kids grow up by themselves or grow up with the help of, of technology. Um, so let's start with that when we come back. My guest is Leo Battenhausen. He is the author of a new book called Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. We're going to be talking about selfie-snapping narcissists and so on. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today with Leo Battenhausen, who is the author of a new book called Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. Um, we're talking about, is social media destroying America? And before the break, I um, wanted to lead, I mentioned that I wanted to lead us in this next segment into sort of the origins of everything that goes wrong in society or with people um, is parenting and families. So why don't you tell us about what you've been seeing there? Well, you know, okay, that's a big thing is that parenting is becoming kind of a lost art, Dr. Carroll. You probably see this in your practice as well. Like you mentioned earlier, the working parents, both parents needing to work and be less available and then needing me me time for themselves in the evening. So the kids can kind of get caught up in, in the mix here. You know, we all know kids need their parents and they need parenting. But uh, the conflict, you know, happens uh, mostly when, when the kids are home and uh, they're trying to, you know, vie for attention. However, what I've been seeing, you know, is a lot of the times the kids are growing up so involved in doing what they've been doing on computers and, you know, um, taking and entertaining themselves. When they get to a certain age, like I was mentioning earlier, the parents want them to start working and doing some chores around the house. They want them to be more attentive to their homework. They want them also to maybe look for a job. But at that point, the, the kids are 
the, 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 the kind of late because the parents had not been so available or so on top of it as the kids grew up. So they're they're trying to fix this, you know, kind of later in life where I, I think we used to be, you know, developing, uh, helping our kids develop, you know, uh, in, intuition and, and uh, motivation and um, understanding of responsibility a lot younger in age than we are doing now. And I think that's being reflected a lot in when they get into the high school age because we're seeing kids not doing as well. I mean, overall, that's a statistic, you know, throughout this country is the kids are doing less less well in, in, in getting the grades they could be getting. But, uh, and the parents are struggling with that as to why and how to motivate them. But the kids are... It's, it's it's kind of late. You know, we need to be doing this as we go along, and I think that it does speak to, you know, the working parent situation and the uh, the convenience of you know having computers take care of our kids, like televisions used to do years ago. Yes, I was going to say that the new babysitter now is social media and technology, yeah. um, and. I mean, it it is true that um, just like kids used to be <laughs> left in front of a television set, so now they're left, they have computers in their room, they have iPhones starting at ridiculously young ages, and so on, and these are the babysitters, and the parents are off doing their thing, um, and and no one really is, you know, and then when they go to um, open school night, and the teacher tells them that their child hasn't been handing in homework for the past month. Um, right. Oh, really? <laughs> My child? Really? I mean, there was such yeah. a disconnect. Right. They're the last the parents, as we hear, you know, they're the last to know a lot of things when it comes to their children. And that's a problem. I mean, it's a big problem. You're right. The, the teachers are giving the information they, did, they had no idea about. And so it's kind of like, in that, you know, absenteeism and, and, and parenting is not, well, it shouldn't be an option. But it does become one, and, and that's when the parent usually shows up with the child for, for therapy. What's going on? Help me fix this. And that's not how it works. I mean, they have to be involved in that. You know, and, and parents need to be as involved as they possibly can, as we know, raising their children. But I think we're a lot of what we're seeing is reliance on other systems from the parent to raise their children. I yes, won't say and, for them, but definitely with them, and that's a problem. Yes, and one of the things I'm talking about narcissism. Um, one of the reasons why people, kids, um, develop uh, narcissism, or you know why why human beings <laughs> grow up mm-hmm. uh, to be narcissistic, let's put it that way, is because um, they don't get enough mirroring. As a child, there's a phase when they are young children, when they are supposed to be looking up at their parents' faces and being held by their parents and being given lots of attention by their parents, and their parents mirror or reflect back to them who they are. And the problem is that um, without parents being that involved, there are no mirrors. So the kids grow up looking for mirrors elsewhere in life, looking to, to get a positive reflection back, just like Narcissus looked in the pond or the water um, to, to see his reflection. Kids are growing up and trying to find some kind of um, definition of themselves, who they are. So they're looking for it on social media, you know, which, of course, 
um, has become a, 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 the, a prominent place of bullying. So the pictures that they're getting back, the reflections of themselves mm-hmm. that they're getting back are often ugly ones. And, um, and you know, also they're looking for... Um, a reflection of themselves, you know, in, in all kinds of technology and in all kinds, all the wrong places. And, and in selfies, of course, I mean, that's sort of the, <laughs> that's uh, narcissism for the 21st century. It's exactly. I mean, how many selfies does it take, you know, that, or do we need to like on Facebook before we're happy? But, and I, you're right about the mirroring. The uh, parents are not giving the, the kids the opportunity to, to, meet, to have that mirroring experience. And I do think as well, our kids are not out there with other children as much as yes. they let's say, used to be, and we know we develop our personalities through interactions with other, with other people, understanding what's right and what's wrong and our feelings and getting a reflection back of who we are through our relationships with other people. And there's very little of that happening today because the kids are not leaving the house it's, or the parents aren't letting them leave the house. They're, they're, they're fearful of um, you know, the worst possible thing in the world happening to them. But then on the other hand, the kids don't want to go. That's another issue I work with in, in, their, in, in, my, in my practice is how to get a kid off the couch and go do something. Parents, they, don't want, they want their kids out of the house, but they don't want to walk. They don't want to get up and do it. So you know, that's another well, big yes, issue. It's a kind of collusion. On the one hand, the parents don't want to be bothered to take their kids to different activities after school or, yeah. um, or to another child's house or to a playground or whatever. Um, and and you know it's and yes parents are afraid to let their kids play in the street like they used to be able to do um because there could be kidnappers or god knows what um and and yes it's a collusion because the kids are just as happy to stay in and play with all their you know computers and technical gadgets and social media and communicate that way which is not it, that is not real mirroring. Um, it's a distorted right. kind of mirror. It's not the same thing as being next to someone playing basketball with them or playing some other kind of game or sitting, just even sitting in each other's homes and playing games or talking or whatever. Um, this is, it's, it's not, you know, because people, people talk differently and interact differently on social media. You're not getting a whole conversation well, and you're not right. getting to look in the person's eyes. Right, and and learn those necessary skills of what it means to be a human, a caring human being. And I think when they're left to their own devices as much as they are, you know, and, and getting their reflection, so so to speak, from a computer screen or, you know, an iPhone or an iPad, whatever it is they're using, you know, they're left to, to become caring, you know, becoming the most important person um, in their own mind because there's no one else around, and that's I think it was part mm-hmm. of the, what we were saying where narcissism is coming from, and you know, and then there's the kids that are involved. I mean, they win for just showing up at these uh, you know soccer games and things <laughs> like this. Everybody's a winner. Everybody's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So we're missing out on that too. And uh, by the time the kid is in in college, how well prepared are they to to face the the challenges that they're they're, they're being brought upon them for studies and, and again, social interaction and things like that. Yes. If we're giving them or not doing them a, a good service and then keeping them in the house as much. So yes. You, you know, um, some examples of this 
Um, I don't know if you read the uh, the interview that Jaden and Willow Smith gave to the New York Times. Do you know about that? No, I don't. It was just in the news today that they gave um, a very bizarre, I mean, I'm not the only one calling it bizarre. <laughs> it is in <laughs> other media outlets are calling it bizarre. Um, they, they gave very strange answers to questions. For example, Willow Smith, and we know, of course, that um, their parents have not been the, um, they're not going to win Parents of the Year. They have, you know, I don't know that they're, that Willow and Jaden necessarily use a lot of technology, or they don't, but they certainly have been left to their own devices, you know, on purpose. Um, I mean, that seems to be, I, mean, I, I did a lot of commenting on the Today Show and other shows um, when Willow was in that um, uh, music video. Do you, did you see that? It came out, I don't know, a year or two ago. Um, yes, where yeah. she was with, like, in a very sexual situation with an older yes. boy. Yes, 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 I remember that. And mm-hmm. and yet the parents thought there was, or at least the mother, thought there was nothing wrong with that. So in this um, recent New York Times interview where they were asked different questions, Willow said that she doesn't like any novels. There are no good novels out there. The only good novels are the ones that she has written. <laughs> Do you believe that? So I told you I'd be damned. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but I do believe it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then Jaden talked about how he wants his name or his, his image or his, you know, him to be um, everywhere, all over the world. That's, what he, that's his goal for life. He wants to well, be everywhere. Is- I mean, I mean, those are both beautiful examples of narcissism <laughs> gone amok. Yes. Absolutely right, exactly right. And this is what we're looking at, I think. And, you know, it goes to uh, that level to higher levels, like, you know, the, 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 the school shooters. And that's a different type of narcissist, more sociopathic, of course. But the, that, that comment you're just making, this is what we're seeing, I think, a lot more of with today's youth. And, we, you know, we're, they're growing up with no point of reference of socialization like anybody that like maybe us 35 or older you know we we didn't have all of this so when technology came to us okay you know we knew the real world and we had some skills built up for ourselves and now we could play with computers but this generation doesn't have that point of reference because it's because it's, it's what they have and what they have had for the whole time and i think and tell me if i'm wrong or if you disagree but doesn't that interfere somehow with the development of their their thinking skills and their you know socialization and emotional skills yes absolutely I mean, certainly absolutely. Does, right okay. and, and, and little... i'm sorry go ahead no, I just oh, oh, yeah, wait. <laughs> I said go ahead, but now I'm hearing the music, so we'll have to wait until oh, the next segment. To... But um, okay. we will continue <laughs> with this. Um, we'll also, I also want to talk about how you have, um, how, what impact you believe that this is having on America, and, and um, you know, in terms of some of the, well, we started to mention, but in terms of some of the serious ways that this is affecting us as a country, imploding us, essentially. My guest is Leo Battenhausen. His book is Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. (music) 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Asking you today, is social media destroying America? And my guest, Leo Battenhausen, certainly says yes. His new book is Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. And let's talk a little about um, talking about some recent things. One of the one another besides Jaden and Willow Smith, another uh, in the news example of um, narcissism run amok is Kim Kardashian, who has um, exposed apparently has has made herself not, totally nude. It isn't just her derriere, but she has gone full full nude. Full nude. Um, I can't even say it. I mean, the thought, the thought, um, you know, what, first of all, I mean, it's really pathetic. It's really sad that, that she and, um, and Miley Cyrus before her, and um, it's, it, well, they, they represent this problem that we're talking about, narcissism run amok. And, of course, when you're a celebrity, your narcissism run amok gets, <laughs> gets to be even, uh, you get to run even more amok because you get to be in the media more. But, I mean, you know, how pathetic that is that someone would think that this is, you know, their greatest gift to the world to show themselves completely nude. I mean, you know, it's... It, it's really talk about you know needing a mirror to look in um, and needing some affirmation that you are okay or that you're beautiful. I mean, obviously, this is someone who has a large you know, despite how famous she is, how rich she is, the family, and so on. Um, obviously, she has some self-esteem issues, um, which may seem to people to be at odds with the idea of narcissism, but essentially narcissism is needing to, you know, you keep putting yourself out there because you want to get feedback from others telling you how wonderful, how beautiful, how sexy, how intelligent, how marvelous you are. And that's what that is. So yes, people who you know, seem to be the most narcissistic are often are usually the most have the lowest self-esteem. 
Absolutely right. I mean, it's it's comical to think about it, but uh, you're right. On the other hand, there's something very wrong with like a Kim Kardashian and or Miley Cyrus. These people that they're bottomless pits for this yes. attention and the, the, whatever it takes, and they'll never be enough. So that's that's the uh, the irony of of the narcissist, right? That they're it's never enough, and they will do everything they possibly can and then think nothing of it because they are that important, you know, in their mind. And, and that deserving to be so loved and adored and, and worshipped by, you know, the public. Well, that's their know. psychological defense that they are worth it, but really they don't think that they are. Well, right, that's what I, I'm sorry, I meant yeah. to clarify. Yeah, there's, there's no real reason here, but the, it's, it's their false sense of self and right. it's never, never filled. Now, we have um, our children seeing this, you know, throughout the day and every day. It's on every newspaper, it's on every website and Facebook, wherever you look. You're seeing these things and these, these like you said, the narcissism run amok among the celebrities and they are our role models to the, our to our kids. I mean, if we're seeing uh, you know Miley Cyrus doing these kinds of things that she did at the uh, that awards, I forget what show it was about a year ago, but uh, yes, the twerking. That's twerk, uh, horrific twerking. You know, when we we do we wonder why or how our children are getting the ideas in their mind that it's okay to to sex each other, naked pictures of themselves, and, and think nothing of it. I mean, they don't understand the long-term consequences of all of this and that it'll last forever and God knows what can happen to that picture and that it's breaking the law. But they're being seen. They see the song. You know, they're, they're role models telling them it's okay and look at all the attention they're getting. Yes. So they're becoming the new narcissists and trying to fill that void that they need. Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, and the thing is, where do you go, like for Miley Cyrus and Kim Kardashian, where do you go once you've shown it all? I mean, where, what, what do they, they're so desperate for attention, so now that they've right. shown it all, what is the next, what could they possibly do? Where do you go? You know, you have to, you have to um, um, go further to get people's attention again, and what do you do next? How do I do myself? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sex with animals, maybe that's going to be <laughs> coming I up I wouldn't next. doubt it. I mean, I really, doctor, that, that's a scary thought, but I mean, I, I don't know. We don't know these days. From one thing to the next, you know, we're, it's one jaw, jaw-dropping yes. incident, uh, you know, that never does seem to end. And yes. we we feed off of that. And society must we're apparently uh, interested in this, this garbage, but and then uh, it's yes. not going to stop. And you were mentioning sexting, and yes, and I and you know, of course, I have long talked about how that um, has to do. You know, one of the biggest problems is how much divorce there is in America, and how much um, little girls are not getting the attention of their fathers as much as they used to, which. Um, in my opinion, begat the whole sexting epidemic. Um, what kinds of things are you... I mean, I know kids are involved in oral sex, involved in um, different sexual behaviors at ridiculously younger and younger yeah. ages. What kinds of things are you seeing in your practice? Well, you know, I do we talk about the when I see the, the teenagers. I know what's going on in schools. Like you said, the, the sexual activity has become... It's, 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 I, 
almost almost like shaking hands. You know, these kids today, they call them, you probably heard, hooking up. And that can mean anything from talking to, you know, anal sex, okay, or anything in between. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing is like, there's no big deal to do your friend a quote-unquote favor and have sex with them in, in schools at times, you know, on state, on the, in the, they find places to do it, like on the school grounds. And, uh, it's becoming so commonplace, it's, it's almost like it's, it's nothing at all to them to, you know, give themselves up to someone and then just walk away like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So, and then where are the parents? You know, are they aware of this? I don't know, but we are, we are going backwards. It seems like every year uh, the sex starts a year younger mm-hmm. as time goes on, right? And uh, I think I heard a, a report about fifth graders somewhere in this country being taught safe anal sex techniques. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, I can't, wow. I can't, yeah, that's, I have, have to find that information. But, yeah, someone was recently telling me about that, and I did see it. So it was insane. But if we're being told what to do, or who to emulate, and you know the what, but the most outrageous act from another, um, from uh, from our celebrities and role models. This is what we're going to see. There's just really not a whole good pile or a resource of solid role models, I guess, for our children anymore. But the, the sex is, is is like it's no big deal uh, to the to the kids I've been working with. It really doesn't mean much. Have you and, um, worked with families where you have? You know, had a family session where you've gotten the um, child or teenager to tell, to admit to their parents what they're doing sexually? That's happened very rarely. I don't recall, recall maybe like a one or two sessions like that. And what but it was the more parents- the, uh, it was the male. The, 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 it was usually a boy that would admit in front of the family. And that was kind of the double standard went there. You know, it, was, it seemed more of a big a big issue for mom that the, the boy was doing this, but that kind of, you know, yeah, okay, kid, you know, <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, honestly, and, and of course, that's why they're sitting there in a therapy session, if that's the way they're um, reacting to this, but. Right. How old yeah, was the boy? Uh, he was 12. Hmm. And 12 he years was- old. What? Was sexually active with a with a sixteen year old girl, which is another story. But I mean, that's another thing we see with these teachers. Another narcissistic gone amok. These teachers, the female teachers and the male teachers, taking advantage of kids. Yes. But um, yeah. But this boy was twelve, and um, the girl was sixteen, and uh, there was a whole litany of other issues legally with her. But he did admit it to the to the parents at the session, and this is when. Mom's jaw dropped, and and Dad really kind of foo fooed it away. What message does that send, you know, to this kid? You know, Dad doesn't seem to mind. But, you know, so, okay. I like older women. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? <laughs> huh, that's, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting that a 16-year-old girl who obviously had problems. Oh yeah, she would did. would go for a for a twelve year old twelve year old boy when I'm sure there are lots of sixteen year old boys who would like to have sex with her. Well, I'm sure there were. She was um, supposed the babysitter for some time. Oh, uh-huh. okay, and uh, yeah, she had lots of problems, and yeah, I guess they really didn't do a good job checking her out before that mm. because apparently it had been going on for uh, for a few months there before. Um, you know, we found out about it, but 
Hmm. Yeah. So we are. The kids are affecting each other and, and sexually with the, with the sexting. It's kind of being demanded too. And these a boy will, you know, bother and on uh, badger a girl for pictures, pictures, pictures. You know, until she gives in. And we see that a lot as well. And people don't leave them alone. So then they finally do, and it just gets to be really well, ugly sometimes. Well, the sad part is that when the girls do um, either give in with pictures or give in with sexual activities, um, you know, certainly performing oral sex, I mean, girls are doing it um, with the idea that they want to be popular and they want this boy to love them, you know, because they're not getting yeah. any, enough attention from their father. And um, they, you know, they want a boyfriend and they want a date for the prom, all these different excuses. Um, and, and the boys, you know, it's, I, I, the, the sad thing is that the parents are talking to the girls and explaining to them that when you, once you send the pictures or once you have sex with them, it does not mean, it is unlikely, in fact, that he is going to be your boyfriend. Um, he's just moving on to the next girl to get the next notch on his belt. Exactly. That's what boys do, and uh, you're absolutely right. But see, don't, it's kind of sad, actually, that that, that a girl would think that that, that would be the, the, the ticket in you know, to, to to the boyfriend and having his love. But you're right. The boys just move on, and next, 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 and uh, it's an accomplishment or a, you know <laughs> achievement. Right. I mean, which, that, uh, and that's I mean for them sowing their oats and all that, and and you know, but you it's it's kind of ironic that we, we become or we like to think we're so sophisticated, or certainly you know high school kids like to, or even junior high school kids like to think they're so sophisticated, but um, even but yet somehow the message that hasn't gotten down to. <laughs> them that they don't want to believe it it's i mean i'm sure you know they may well have heard this before from somewhere that uh that guys are looking for notches on their belt i mean that that's kind of what what guys do at that age mm-hmm. but but um, you need to not go into that being so naive and thinking you're going to be the one to change him and um right. and yet with all the sophistication that you know that these girls think they have, they still, they still don't want to believe it. Oh, well, it's going to be different with me. I, I'm going to get him to, to be my boyfriend. And, of course, it never happens. Well, we need to take another break. Um, we're talking today about social media destroying America. My guest is Leo Battenhausen. His book is Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. And when we come back, Leo, I want to talk about um, the idea of how, you know, narcissism, selfies, and all that, is um, taking away from our ability to love and feel for others, taking away from empathy and, you know, leaving, leading to school shootings and all kinds of horrible sorts of things in our society. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. 
Dr. Carroll is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking about social side with Leo Battenhausen. His book is Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. So, Leo, talk about like why you call it social side. Why... You know, how the narcissism, selfies, and so on are bringing serious consequences to our country. Okay, well, the, the, the eroding, you know, what we knew or known, have known as our, our, our souls or our consciousness. I truly believe that. And as, as the narcissist, as we become more self engrossed and, and entitled, and believe, you know, we're, we're able to do whatever we want, whenever we want. Um, we grow into this type of person who doesn't really have much concern for others around us. It's all about who we are and the self-gratification. So the soul does get eroded. And that can, that can manifest in, you know, what we were talking about earlier, just, you know, funny look funny kind of narcissists like uh, Miley Cyrus and really causing no, no physical harm. But um, it also can result in that, that antisocial personality of, of, of a narcissist or what we also know as maybe a sociopath, the, uh, the, the school shooters, you know, the, the, which the FBI has said that every school shooter that they have identified over these past few years have been addicted to some type of violent video game. Mm. So we know there's a connection here. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, it can't be that, it can't be that. But I have been something. talking about violent media for years and so how right bad it target. is. Mm-hmm. You know, when are we going to, like, let's say there's an elephant in the living room here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people will argue it left and right, as you know. And we know in this field that this stuff is very dangerous. So these are the folks that sit in anger. They, they're angered and rage because maybe mom and dad aren't available enough for them or, or you know, they're not around enough. So it, it's usually a male, okay, and they, they're getting, they find their mirror in these games and in these, these hate groups online. So their rage and narcissism festers and festers and festers until they can't stand people or society anymore, and then they go out blowing around, blowing away and killing innocent kids and adults. And that's doing what they want, too, and without any sense of consequence or remorse. None of them have shown anything like that. And it's not just the school shooters. You know, we see it in the, 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 the sick crimes that happen today to kids and to each other. You know, these are narcissistic in nature, too, or sociopathic. I've used interchangeable words there. But, we, you know, when, when we're out there, and we, 
when we are our number one concern and we have no concern for others, why not? What are these? I mean, really, why not? But they feel like they have nothing to lose, and there's there's no one better than them. And to hell with everybody else. I'm going to express my anger and and commit this crime. But that's all directed to to you know what what they've been nurturing themselves on, which is violent video games when it comes to school shooters and, and then what it's done to their mind and how it's you know caused them to become the narcissist of rage. Um, and with, we see it all the time. And we, these things have not stopped, and they're not stopping. Yes, and, and oftentimes what... abuse at home and, um, I mean, being, being ignored, not having, as we were talking about, not having attention from their parents, but also sometimes abuse or sometimes abuse from others and that their parents aren't aware of, don't pay attention to. True, right, exactly. And then, then that just, they're not getting that attention, the right attention they need, the right attention they deserve from the parents. It's not getting, it's not being delivered to them. So they're going to find their own means to fulfill these needs, like we said, through through mirroring themselves on, you know, on technical games of violence, and and then acting out on it because parents, mom and dad, are not, you know, uh, they're not uh, on duty here. Well, I I think the important thing to understand is how. Um, I just want to make sure it's clear, that we've made it clear, um, how narcissism or self-love, which comes from a deep hole, a a deep feeling of of self-loathing, and the psychological defense mechanism is narcissism, um, but how putting, directing love, um, even if it's a false false self and false sense of love and all of that, directing all of that to yourself means that you don't have it, you're not directing it to other people, whether that's friends or family or classmates or causes in the world that are important, charities, volunteering, things like that. And, um, and so that's the key. I mean, our country is destroying itself because, because everyone is in their little cocoon, um, you know, trying to give themselves love because they don't really feel like they got that from their parents. And, and acting out of that, you know, and, and feeling angry about that, self-loathing that then becomes, you know, turned outward towards the world um, and right. can become violent or can become other antisocial acts. Um, and that's why we're sort of bringing ourselves down. That's where the social side comes from. Right, and that's exactly what it would. I'm, I'm trying to express in my book, and you put it very eloquently and perfectly, that self-love of, is not really self-love at all. It's really self-loathing, and that's a very sad thing. But it comes; it can come across as, you know, that this like the Miley Cyruses or the Kim Kardashians looking like they're loving themselves to death, but they're really not. It's 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 pretty pathetic when you really think about it, and it's sad because you know for narcissism there really is no cure or treatment. Well, I like to think that there's treatment for everything that everyone has, but it is... I like your attitude. I like that. It is is difficult to treat. You know, you do have to kind of um, um, bring the person back, um, you know, and try to sort of reparent them in the therapy, and and it is hard to give them a social consciousness and all of that. Yes. yeah, because then we, it's right how far along they've gotten in their narcissism and reparenting them. Is, is it, can it be done? I guess you're right. I mean, it certainly could be. They'd have to be willing, though, and wanting yes. it. 
Yeah, and the, right, and one of the main uh, uh, characteristics of a narcissist is they don't believe there's anything wrong with yes. them. Yes, <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's what they pretend anyway. And yes, oftentimes, well, but it's usually when there's some kind of narcissistic wound, you know, when society all of a sudden slaps them upside the face. <laughs> And, yeah. and somebody tells them, no, you are not the most important thing in the world. And then they're, you know, then they come crying. It's like, what? <laughs> right. Well, how could they say that? That's not true. <laughs> right, right. And then when a relationship falls apart or a marriage falls apart or some career, they get fired, you know, some kind of major event happens that causes a major narcissistic wound, then they, they crawl to therapy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're, they're rare, but they do happen. And, uh, <laughs> well, maybe I see more of this in Beverly Hills. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. You mean, hopefully, uh, you're getting some help for these folks. But it, it is, we are seeing a lot, and narcissism is, is it's becoming, one, it's, I think it's one of the most Googled words over the last couple of years as well. A lot of people are wanting to know what's going on in their, in their relationships and, and maybe with their families. Families or friends, but I do think we're it's growing in numbers and in various stages and levels. You know, we have the, the killing narcissists down to the, you know, again the Kim Kardashian narcissist and everything in between. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's the sex important. and violence that Freud discovered a hundred yeah. years ago. You know, it all goes back to that. Um, yes, well, I want to I want you to um, have the time to tell people where they can find your book and also about your website. Well, thanks. So my website is, uh, is socialsideinfo.com, and uh, I, I update that with um, you know, my bloggings go on there, and uh, some, uh, a description of the book is on there as well as a picture of it. You can order it, um, I believe you can order it through the website, but you can also get it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com or directly from the publisher at faithbooksandmore.com. So uh, feel free to do that and, um, and take a look at the website to see what it's all about and uh, where I'm coming from with my perspective. Yes. So I'll tell you a little bit about me and I'm here too. <laughs> and I'm not, not too much because you're not a narcissist, right? <laughs> right. It's all about me today. Thank you. <laughs> what did you say? I said, it's all about me, the website, right. because I'm narcissistic. <laughs> He's not naked on it, however, although at least I haven't no, found no, no. that picture. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. <laughs> you know, another, I just want to, I guess we have like a minute or so left, but I just wanted to mention one other thing um, as an example of, you know, how our society is being corrupted by narcissism. The Girl Scouts. I was a Girl Scout. I was a brownie even before the Girl Scouts. And this, so this is particularly horrifying to me because the Girl Scouts were once a very wholesome organization. However, yeah. they have been corrupted by Mattel and Barbie. Do you know about that? I don't know if you wrote about that. I did not know that. Um, Barbie has gotten Girl Scouts to, um, to feature them, I, I think, in some in some magazines or some somehow in product placement essentially is what it is barbie and so it, the girl scouts are are now um endorsing barbie 
So a place where girls could, you know, learn more um, earth, <laughs> earthy, or, you know, um, down-to-earth kinds of principles and, and um, is now, has now also been corrupted by Barbie, and that's very, very upsetting indeed. That <laughs> I is want to thank my indeed. guest again. Um, very t- telling. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it, it, it's even corrupt gone that far. My guest, Leo Battenhausen, again, his website is social side, S-O-C-I-A-L, side, C-I-D-E, info.com. And the book, again, is Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death. Really worth reading. Um, We can't hide from this anymore because we are um, loving ourselves to death, but again, on top of self-loathing. So that's not good. All right, Leo, thank you very much for joining me, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 